Auto dealers, are you missing the most engaged buyers because you don't know where to find them? At eBay Motors, you'll find buyers so motivated they purchase a car or truck once every three minutes. Just call 866-210-5362 and mention the code AUTONEWS to get 50% off your first two months. Hello, and welcome to Daily Drive. It's Tuesday, January 25th, 2022. I'm Jamie Butters, Executive Editor of Automotive News. Automated driving levels up in Japan. Our Hans Greimel got behind the wheel. But first, let's run through all the news you need to know to keep up in the auto industry. When will the chip shortage end? Some say late this year, others say not until 2023. Hyundai is eyeing the second quarter. It's on this basis that it is projecting a 20% sales jump in North America this year. The forecasts come as the Korean automaker reported fourth quarter earnings. The company said operating profits slipped to $1.3 billion, while revenue rose to almost $26 billion. Profit margin was compressed a bit, but still a healthy 5%. Later today, GM is planning to make what it calls a major Michigan investment announcement late this morning, Detroit time. As we've reported, the automaker is expected to invest $6.5 billion for EV projects at two sites in Michigan once the final state incentives are approved. Meanwhile, across the border, GM has good news for Canada, General Motors is now assembling Chevrolet Silverado HD pickups on a second shift to meet demand. The move comes just months after the first truck rolled off the line at the reopened Oshawa assembly plant in Ontario. As you probably recall, this was the plant GM slated for closure in 2019 before Unifor, the union, negotiated to keep it open for some stamping and sub-assembly work. Now it's back to two assembly shifts. Go figure. One more item out of GM. The company aims to offer auto insurance coverage that charges policyholders based on their driving performance. With its insurance partner, American Family, the automaker's OnStar subsidiary has asked for regulatory approval of the new data-based insurance plan in Arizona, Illinois, and Michigan. Andrew Rose, president of OnStar Insurance, telling Reuters that the company hopes to receive the go-ahead by the end of March. OnStar aims to eventually expand to more states. To product, the burly Jeep Wagoneer and Grand Wagoneer are about to get even bigger. Jeep is preparing large variants of the premium SUVs with longer wheelbases. A camouflaged extended Wagoneer or Grand Wagoneer prototype was photographed road testing in Metro Detroit recently. Jeep officials declined to comment. General Motors has long dominated the lucrative segment for large extended SUVs with vehicles such as the Chevrolet Suburban, GMC Yukon XL, and Cadillac Escalade ESV. Meanwhile, the North American Truck of the Year is fully subscribed. Ford says it is halting retail orders for the Maverick compact pickup. This says the automaker does not have capacity to meet overwhelming demand. The company says it will stop taking new orders after January 27th to focus on existing bookings. However, customers may still be able to purchase a Maverick at a dealership. Ford will resume taking orders for the 2023 Maverick 
in the summer. In software, Volkswagen Group and German mega supplier Robert Bosch are teaming up. VW's software group, Cariad, and Bosch will develop advanced driver assistance and automated driving systems for consumer vehicles. Cariad and Bosch are looking to develop level two systems for both urban and freeway driving to be installed in VW group vehicles starting next year. The companies say they will also develop level three functionalities for hands-free highway driving. Level two systems provide steering along with brake and acceleration support to the driver. Level three systems are those that provide automated driving in certain conditions while a driver is present. Bosch says 1,000 employees worldwide from both companies will be involved in the partnership, and both companies are looking to recruit new employees for the project. And that's the news you need to know. So what is it like behind the wheel of a Level 3 automated vehicle? Our Hans Greimel tried one out in Tokyo. He'll tell you all about it after this. The most motivated car buyers aren't knocking on your door anymore. They're online, but you don't have to look far. You can find them at eBay Motors. Our platform features over 7 million engaged users. Our buyers are so engaged, they enter over 3 billion search impressions per month and buy a car or truck every three minutes. Today's car buyer has high expectations when they browse online. eBay Motors helps you meet those expectations. Use machine learning with our AI-driven vehicle pages, and you'll automatically optimize your buyer's experience. It's as easy as listing your inventory and watching as the most engaged buyers find you. If you've ever uploaded your automotive inventory to a website, you have more than enough skills to get your cars listed on eBay Motors. It will feel like you're setting up an entirely new car dealership within minutes. Once you list your available inventory, you'll have additional support from the platform, including a single destination page for your entire brand. Want to generate more sales automatically? eBay Motors lets you choose between auction, classified, and fixed price listing options so the site does the heavy lifting. It even integrates with your existing dealer or vehicle management system. All you have to do is list your inventory, sit back, relax, watch a movie, and then check back in to see the sales you've made. How do you start? It's as simple as creating an account. Call 866-210-5362 and mention the code AUTONEWS to get 50% off your first two months. Find out why selling cars has never been this easy. That number again, 866-210-5362. Driver Assist and Automated Driving Systems are classified under a Society of Automotive Engineers rubric from Level 0, with no automation at all, to Level 5, a car that can drive itself anywhere. The most advanced systems available for American consumers, such as GM Super Cruise and Tesla's Autopilot, are Level 2 assistance systems. Level 3 vehicles, which can drive themselves in some circumstances, present a particular challenge, re-engaging the driver. Some automakers have found that the systems are so good that drivers tune out and struggle to take control back from the car when needed. While some companies have effectively sworn off Level 3, more of them are looking at it again, as you heard earlier with VW and Bosch. The only Level 3 car available for regular consumers anywhere is the Honda Legend Hybrid EX in Japan. Our Asia editor, Hans Greimel, took one for a drive in Tokyo. He wasn't totally enamored. Hans Grammel, welcome to Daily Drive. Yeah, thank you, Jamie. Thanks for having me. Pleasure to be here. 
So you drove a Honda with level three automated driving assistance or automated driving. It actually drives, right? And it's available only in Japan. You got to drive one. It's supposed to re reduce stress for drivers, but in some ways you, you found it even more stressful. How, how is that? Well, it's interesting. In some ways, it reduces stress, um, but because it's always switching back and forth between the different modes, between level two and level three, and because you're in traffic and the conditions under which it switches back and forth between the different modes is always changing, um, you as a driver kind of have to be on alert whenever they throw the, um, the controls back over to you from the computer to the human. And you're never quite sure when that's going to happen, especially if you're driving in a kind of an urban setting like we were in Tokyo. So as the, the, the pitch, the sales pitch of this technology is that you can sit back and watch a DVD or relax and you can take your eyes and your hands off the car or off the wheel. But, um, but reality is you always have to be kind of ready to take over. And the, the, the system only gives you 10 seconds to do so. 10 seconds is, is pretty good. That's a, that's a decent amount. How does, how does it monitor you? Does it force like with the uh, GM super cruise? Uh, and I believe it's similar with, uh, you know, Ford's blue cruise and it's supposed to be the same with Tesla. They, they monitor you as a driver to make sure that you're paying attention, that you're ready to take control back. Of course, those are only level two systems, not level three, but, but that's been one of the challenges is how to signal the driver, how to maintain a safe handoff. What, what is it like? How does it monitor you? And how does it tell you when you have to take control? Well, there's a camera, a dash mounted camera that monitors you. And in fact, they, uh, they instruct you as one of the safety precautions is not to obstruct your face with things like, um, uh, with sunglasses, for example, or don't eat while you're doing it, so that it can, so that so that the the camera can see your face. Don't recline in your seat, so that so that the um, your face falls out of view and things like that. And then if the the uh, the, the ten seconds elapses and you're still not re um, responding, then the car will come at you with a, a series of flashing lights all over the dash dash and the and the um, dash area and uh, warning signals, and then starts tugging at your seatbelt to kind of jar you <laughs> into action. And then in a worst case scenario, uh, then the car will pull itself over through its automatic driving technology and trying to and pull itself over to the side of the road where it will stop on the shoulder. Wow. Did you push it all the way to the end? Did you refuse to respond and make it pull you over? <laughs> you know what? I wanted to do that. And I, I suggested to my minder, who was a, a Honda engineer, that we should try that. And he said, don't do it because it's too dangerous. <laughs> Especially, so I didn't, it didn't leave me with, I, we didn't write about this, but it didn't leave me with a lot of confidence about the technology because um, it's quite apparently, uh, you know, uh, it, it pulls over under duress and it's uh, a very tricky maneuver, especially on a, um, a crowded highway. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, I can see how that would be very stressful for uh, the person or the system. So Honda is offering this uh, only in Japan. What's keeping it from 
extending it to other markets? Is it just because it's so new? Is it an infrastructure issue or liability concerns? Well, I think there are a couple of concerns depending on the different markets, but there are regulatory concerns and there are infrastructure concerns because this really relies on, uh, you know, GPS and um, uh, the LIDAR systems and uh, uh, fancy uh, radars as well. So you need a, uh, you need the, which all comes back to a kind of a, a, um, a interaction between the infrastructure and the technology. And you really need a highway system that is built and um, tracked basically for this kind of system that's, that allows for this kind of technology to operate. And on top of it, you need a regulatory infrastructure, the, the, the rules of the roads per se, allowed by the government and Japan was the first to uh, allow for that uh, or to register uh, public driving for or register or allow for level three driving to be uh, done on public roads. And so Japan kind of took a lead on that. And uh, Honda was the first to uh, avail itself to that, that uh, new uh, regulation. And it did so with this uh, level three technology in its legend sedan. So uh, other countries aren't necessarily up to speed. For example, in, in Germany, that's one reason why it's been slow to, to take on there, even though the German companies themselves, the German OEMs, uh, you know, aren't necessarily behind on this level three technology. They have it, but they aren't uh, in, in the past, at least they haven't been allowed to use it on roads there. What are the characteristics of the infrastructure? Is it just having a really smooth paved road, smoothly paved road with well-painted lines, or are there are there sensors in the road or in the streetlights that help these cars stay on track and behaving the way they're supposed to? I think it's a combination of different factors for different roads. But one of the characteristics of Japanese roads that makes it, at least the, the major roads, that make it um, uh, amenable to this advanced driver assist technology is the fact that the roads are so well ma maintained with, you know, with the perfect shoulders and perfect striping and no potholes and well-marked construction and things of that nature. And the other thing is that the navigation systems here, if you've ever been to Japan, are very sophisticated. The, you know, the internal um, uh, navigation systems in the cars and the mapping is quite sophisticated and very, very detailed. So they have excellent mapping and uh, on excellent roads. And that lends itself well to these uh, technologies. It's one of the reasons like, uh, for example, uh, just the basic ADAS technologies are sometimes slow to catch on in uh, the US as opposed to Japan, simply because the, the systems have trouble reading the fading lines on American highways. Yeah, it seems like it would be a real real challenge for this market uh, with the, the vastness and the uh, years of, of deferred maintenance. Right, and, and especially in the United States, it's such a fragmented um, transportation system with uh, you know conditions varying from state to state so so uh, vastly, and in United in Japan, it's more uh, unified and and more uh, it, you know conditions are pretty standardized across the country. Hans, thanks so much for sharing your experience. That's a, it's a great great story. 
Yep. Thank you, Jamie. That's Daily Drive for today. I'm Jamie Butters. Keep up with GM's investment plans as they unfold today on autonews.com, where you can find the most comprehensive auto industry coverage at any time of day. Thanks to Josh Freed for his editing and production. Thanks to the ANTV team and web editor Victor Galvan. And thanks to you for listening. Now, let's get back to work.